Oh man, I love that place. I hate that place. I'm pretty sure that people smoke and put ashes right in the hash browns, but I don't <laughs> care. Oh. Adds flavor. I don't, oh, that's gross. When a when a guy in a stained t-shirt smoking a cigarette's making your breakfast. Oh. That's gross. There's something something special there. Health codes so, just don't apply. It's a clash It's September 1st, 2015, and this is The Clash Files. I'm R. Cooper Katie, and today with me is Natalia. Hello. And Rancid Meat. Anyang. And Halligan's here, too. Hey, Coop. How's everybody doing this week? Fabulous. Loot good? Feel good. In gold, too, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely in gold, too. Loot's good. Halligan, how are you doing this week? It's been pretty good. I'm climbing my way back up to... uh, not not champs, but climbing up in cups just so that I can get that DE bonus. Got to um, got to get up to uh, crystal at least because that that uh, uh, free weekend put your town hall ten or your town hall out the white flag I, weekend. Yeah, the white oh, flag weekend yeah. that I was decrying uh, a couple of weeks back has actually got wheels now with Daddy retweeting it mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Did uh, didn't they include masters in that or no? No, I think it's just crystal still. I think it's crystal. Man, I might have to the website cups. did say Crystal and Masters. It oh, was six it? levels. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Did you buy your white flag for the white flag event? I actually have a white flag already. Me too. I had to buy one. But I'm down in gold, so my town hall's out anyway. Yeah, well you're you're not gonna get sniped, you're just gonna get rolled. My town hall's always out, and I'm thinking about using my uh war base that has all the bombs and crap around the town hall. I haven't been been rolled in forever. (laughs) Yeah, I don't get rolled. Neither do I. On account I'm Town Hall 10. Yeah, exactly. So we've got news this week, right, Natalia? What do you need to talk about? We do. So the um, Kent family, or the Clash Files family, um, actually created a new website for the specific clan, since we now have four. Um, Kent, the original... Kent Farmhouse 2.0 and Steal the Glory as well as Noble Heroes. So they now all have their own individual pages where you can kind of check out the rules and such for the clan. You can also, um, from now on, it would be beneficial to go on the website if you want to be a part of the family. There's actually a submission form for each specific clan. That way we kind of know who wants to go where. Um, we're also, all the clans are starting to get pretty full, so it becomes a little easier to manage if we have those forms being filled up, so that'd be great. Um, the next thing, oh, and that's clans.theclashfiles.com. You can also go visit it by just going to theclashfiles.com and, uh, clicking on the clans page. It'll direct you right to it. The second bit of news is the official announcement of what's happening with Steal the Glory. They are actually going to be Kent's uh, pretty serious war clan. So that's kind of cool. They're going to do their main focus is, you know, three star attacks. And uh, I know they want to do some arranged matchups with some pretty good, well-known war clans. So, um, again, their information's on the website. If you want to join, go ahead and uh, hop over there, fill out an application, and I'll get it to the JP, who's the leader of that clan. But they should, they should have no problem matching anybody, wouldn't you think? I mean, they have uh, most 200 people to, to pull from. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that there would be a problem matching anybody, uh, especially if Supercell puts in... A matching system that would be fantastic. That'd make it very easy. Yeah, super easy. I love, I love the fact that Steel the Glory has kind of, um, because for so long there's been war-minded folks, yeah. in the Kent family, um, or in Kent, and then in the family. Mm-hmm. It's nice that we've got a clan where this is the focus. We are going to focus completely on wars and yep. steal the glory. Um, we can use them for our matchup clan. We mm-hmm. can have our, our, our people who are really war centric kind of congregate there. It's, it's a great thing. I've had my mini in there for a few weeks and, uh, they're really 
they're really towing the line. It's, it's, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, it's really cool. So, um, I'm really excited to have them kind of be the, um, proponent of war for the family. I think that would be really cool. And they have a great start. A lot of those guys in there are really good at war. Um, you know, they use clash collar and, there's a bunch of different rules that, that um, the general Kent clans don't have. So um, that's a really cool thing that's happening. The last piece of news I have is kind of there were some questions on kind of what the family in general is up to. And um, I know there were some questions about if we're going to match up between the family clans. And right now the answer is no, just because... It would be really, really hard to do, especially with Noble Hero being the new clan and kind of working on that. Um, Kent and 2.0 have very different makeups, as well as Steal the Glory. They all kind of have completely different makeups of players, so it would be really difficult. We are planning some really amazing contests for the family, though, and even listeners. So listen for that. That's coming up. That'll be really cool. And last but not least, like, we're hoping that if clan matchups do come out, if that's something that Supercell puts out, then that's something that we'll definitely consider doing in the future. We look forward to doing something like that. But right now, it's not quite an option. Yeah, there are a lot of clans I think that we want to match up with. It's just absolutely we haven't had a ton of luck after all the work's done getting it to work. And yeah, I, you know we'll talk about a matchup that, that occurred here recently that that they were able to get uh, going. So maybe we just need to talk to some of those folks. Yeah, and to get a better shot at it. Yeah, and it's a little different um, with Kent as an entire family. You know, I know Soaz has two clans house of l's got two clans but it's a little easier for them to match up because the majority of their players are already in the clan um the majority of my high level players are spread throughout all four of my clans and being that we're pretty close to full and in two of the four clans but you know in the high 30s and the other two it makes it really difficult to have to like switch around 15 to 20 players and kind of I'm moving 30 to 40 people between clans. So there's a little more involved when you've got a family of four clans trying to match up in one clan versus, yeah. you know, it, it's not I as easy. That, yeah, I, I agree completely. And I think that the, the real key is that this is this has all happened very fast for Kent as far as very. all of a sudden we've got four clans that we're all sp- spread around um spread around to because we were at 50 for so long with so many other members trying to get in yeah. that now we're that we're split up into these four I think it's going to take a little time for that dust to settle before we can consider uh uh making some type of matchups yeah. the uh the, the the other clans, I mean, you look at uh, at Soaz, they do have the two clans, but they'll draw from a lot of different clans. I know that uh, uh, they draw from a lot of the K-Fam clans when, uh, during their matchups. Well, they, they draw drew from Sith Lord Red- for their yeah, exactly. recent from the matchup against the True Sons, yeah. Yeah, so we we will have that opportunity. It's just, it's it's not time yet. It's not time for us. Right. That, I think you touched on a point there as well, Hal, of letting the dust settle and letting that gel happen, letting people get to use to each other and, and the style yep. of attacking and those kind of things. K2 is uh, three months old now. So uh, yeah, I think two and a half, maybe. Something around there, yeah. So it's we're just starting to gel now and getting a lot of people in the right places and that can help out with uh, all the individual attacks and those kind of things when it comes to war. And once you get to the uh, the level that Soaz or L or some of these other clans that have been together for a year or longer um, have the opportunity to do, I'm not saying we're going to wait that long, but uh, like I say, the, that, that time to grow together is... It makes is, a huge difference. It really does. 
Yeah, really and you does. think about it, we had 50 people in Kent that we were all tight and familiar with. Mm-hmm. Now, in four clans, we're up to close to 200 that we're trying to get a handle on before we start doing all yeah. of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, ha- Having said all of that, uh, October 24th is around the corner, and if they do put matching in, then bring on all comers. Yeah, oh, we're yeah. doing it. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> So uh, on the on the subject of uh, matchups, uh, uh, there was a matchup this last week. Halligan, who matched up? Oh, that would be Soaz versus the True Sons. That dun, was probably dun, the biggest dun. dun dun dun. That was probably the biggest talk of not only the podcast clans, um, but even Twitter. the the War Clan community because. Uh, the True Sons has been on the ranked list of top war clans, the TWC list. They've never been near the, the, the tippy top of it, but they've always been on the list because they're always striving for that. So the fact that, uh, that, that Soaz was able to match them after, <laughs> and I think we may have talked about it on a previous previous episode if not it's been out there on twitter where so as tried to match with house of zod as a rematch and the true sons were actually trying to hunt them so there was a little bit of trickery involved in that um and so i said you know what if you want to if you want to match us let's get together let's get some numbers together and they hit the button and were able to do it and it was an epic war. I was on TeamSpeak with the guys from Soaz, which are great guys. I'll let them give the 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 majority of the insider information because that's uh, that's their home. But uh, needless to say, at the end of it all, this number twenty seven on the top war clans list, the True Sons, was tied by a quote unquote un unknown Soaz. Uh, Clan, so it was it was it was a pretty epic war. Some really great three star attacks from both sides. It was it was impressive. I loved seeing uh, H's Twitch stream and just listening on the inside. I'd I'd, I'd sign on into their team speak and just kind of hang out and listen. And um, big props to Nate. That dude does a lot as far as uh, kind of spelling out attacks and he, he seems to be the one guy that they all go to for planning attacks and and figuring things out and, and uh, i was really impressed i was really learned learned a lot just listening in so um i have opinion on this <laughs> you oh, have really? an opinion on everything yeah. Goop, so let's yeah. hear it so, so let's I'm in, hear it so i was in soaz during the war and and like you um i'm not going to go into you know what the clan chat was like or or anything like that because again they may not want it out they can talk about it they've got their own show and i'm sure that they will but um i'm also in their uh their group me uh, just because I, I go over there every once in a while and fight a war uh, back in the day uh we used to go over there for we used to call it vacation i don't think it's that way anymore because they've really you know They've gotten serious about warring, and, and they want to have folks in there that are good, and, and I credit them for that. And I have to admit that when they started talking about this, or you know, when the when the unsuccessful hunt happened with True Sons, and um, I think that was a totally underhanded move. I understand why there was not more uh, outrage over that. Uh, but anyway, they decided that they would match them. And, and I'll, I'll tell you that I started asking questions on what the upside was for SOAS on this. Because if, so if they beat them, there's definite upside, right? Because they, they are regarded for some reason as being a, an elite clan. Um, but if they lose, they would never know if they lost to a good clan, if they lost to folks that sandboxed them for 16 hours and then decided to back because we know that they are not, you know, a straight clan. We know that they mod. Uh, it was apparent in some of their attacks and I just, I didn't understand what the upside was now, now coming out of it. Uh, I know that they had fun and I, and again, I give credit to Soaz because they just want a challenge, right? They want to make sure that they have opponents 
that do anti three star bases so that they can get better. And like, I, and I, I respect them all the more for that. If there's an asterisk, it's on the true sun side, because if they had won, everybody would have just assumed that they could win because they mod. I mean, it's Boaz went on record as saying that they had a, a vote that they were going to mod. And even though they've tried to backtrack and say that it was voted down and those people are gone or, I mean, I'm not as up on this as some folks, but you know, you could tell by some of their attacks that they had spent lots of time sandboxing them. As far as so as goes, I don't see a, uh, like their tie. I never want to go on record as saying that a tie is as good as a win. And I, and the so as guys knows I go that know that I feel this way because I told them don't go spouting out that you think that this is as good as a win because it's not, but I give them total credit for coming together and, uh, stepping to the challenge and, and not just thinking that they were doing something that was futile. And I think that so as is clean you know, if they're not a hundred percent clean, then they're close to it. Uh, but I mean, we know that, that the true sons isn't. Well, and I think you hit the nail on the head there is, is that there's no way of knowing, um, for any clan. I mean, they, they, it's very tough unless, uh, uh, somebody outs themselves to know whether they're clean or not. And that it was the case in this war, where they pulled in a guy from a clean, fair play clan that posted a screenshot of his th- three star uh, attack with all the traps exposed but un uh, untripped. So it, it, they had somebody in their clan that they didn't know about. They thought they could trust, and it doesn't look that way. I so mean, the end d- of the story is you just don't know. Yeah. Which we've been you, saying a long Yeah, time. you can say that you're fair play all you want, but, you know, if you have 50 members in your clan, there's 49 other members that you just don't know. The unfortunate thing is that this modder is once again putting the asterisk beside a non-modding clan, a group yeah, that didn't exactly. want anything to do with it. They've yeah. always going to have that. The The goal to prove that human beings with their graph paper and their protractors and their compasses can beat a bunch of guys that do nothing but sit there and sandbox. Cheat. Uh, is cheat, cheat. Is completely ruined. And for what it's worth, uh, this modder is basically was – I have no idea why they didn't take a look at their screenshot to say, hey, this is just doesn't look right. Um, they've ruined the reputation of a couple of other clans, too. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's another ostracized. clan out there that's I'm now got a s- huge asterisk beside their name. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's ruined the reputation of the clan completely. Oh, no, sorry. I should, um, shouldn't say that. Yeah, because it is one person, right? So I think that one person has definitely ruined their own reputation. But the, uh, the record is there, tainted. Yeah, I mean there is now an asterisk against, you know, a lot of the wars that were in the clan that this person was in. Um but that definitely mm. doesn't take away from the hard work of the people that do spend hours and hours and hours using graph paper and whatever, you know they do to plan out of attack, it doesn't take away from those attacks. And that's what I hate to see, mm-hmm. especially, you know, because you, you put in a modern, and it's almost like, Oh, well, this war is now invalid. Well, what happened to the other, you know, 48 dudes that did some pretty, pretty freaking cool attacks. So I think that's something to think of as well. Right. Yeah. yeah and, I- th- and that's where it all, all comes together is is that it's such a nasty knot that everything is tied up in uh, that everybody's and that's why i say that there's people that say well what how does it affect you well this is how it affects us as we become more competitive uh, the the four of us Mm -hmm. as we climb a little higher and uh, completion of the game, the the war aspect. Coop, you've become a lot more involved in war. Hal, you've always been and been a good pusher. I've become a little bit more of a pusher and a and a warrior. 
as I get a little higher, it's it's more where we're moving. Yep. And it's hard. Yep. Don't get it twisted. It is not easy by any stretch well, of the it, imagination. And well, unless you use iMod, XMod, or, or one of the other <laughs> tools. I exactly. Mean, you want to make it easy? Are, there you go. That's right. You are <laughs> delegitimizing any accomplishment that you that you get. Yeah. If if you know if you're known to use those tools, so you know I, I have no idea how many wins the True Sons have, but I mean, how many of them were tainted? Right, half, third. I I don't know. Don't know. You know, it, I, we can talk about this more. You know, but I think it comes down to the True Sons are dirty cheaters. Hmm. And I think for the most part, so as are good guys and just want to be good at the game. And even they couldn't keep that apple out. Yep. Yep. That's what it boils down to. So I want to, I want to thank Corey for uh, asking that question on, on Twitter. Thanks Corey. Yeah. He's, he's Twitter famous. Like none of us are. (laughs) uh, (laughs) He really is. Oh yeah. None of us clash players can match him. He's, he's a farmer famous. Coop, you gave me one other idea for ClashCon. Maybe the SOAS guys were talking about it on their uh, Legalize It show. Um, <laughs> an awesome title, by the way, guys. Yes, I uh, that too. That maybe that's what Supercell's going to introduce is the sandbox. Yeah. The looter I, box. Oh, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, that's what it is right now. It's, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about, uh, we've got a good, a good member, good buddy named Warblade and he had a question. He had a question. We'll have some more news about Warblade other time, but we had a question from him, uh, about, uh, hero abilities, hero AI in general. Um, you know, uh, he, he wonders why the abilities don't go off, uh, automatically. And, uh, another, uh, hero AI question we got was from Poseidon who mentioned that he thought that the heroes should defend the town hall when it's being attacked. Um, Halligan, what do you think about this? What do you think a hero AI in general? The one thing that I hesitate, it'd be great. I mean, it'd be great if the hero just automatically went into uh, their ability. It'd be kind of like Legend of Zelda when you had a fairy in your bottle and Link died, well, okay, well, the fairy comes out and keeps you alive. Um, but the thing that I do really like about being in control of that hero ability is that you can use it at any time that you feel it's best for your attack, plus it's one interactive aspect of the attack. Once your troops are all deployed... If you've spent all your spells, you're kind of a spectator at that point, except for that hero ability. So I really like the idea of being able to to activate it when needed. And honestly, when you fail to activate it, that is something that I'll take on as a personal, dang it, I could have done that better moment, where it's something that I should have paid more attention Darn it, I didn't phase that queen. It's something that I know that I can get better at. So in that regards, I like it the way it is. I don't want it to be automatic. As far as defense, I think we've talked about it a little bit when we talked about what they can do to make Town Hall 10 three stars uh, a, a better possibility. Yes, maybe make them defend the town hall, but I really don't want them to buff the defense on the heroes at all. I'd like to see more of the buff on the offensive side because that's where you'll get the the evening out of the attack versus defense. I think they defend pretty darn good. If you want them to defend the town hall, put them next to the town hall. That's really what it comes down to in my opinion. Yeah, and I'll agree. I, I think that from a defensive standpoint, they probably do about what I want them to do because I remember the good old days yeah. where the first thing that you did was lure heroes. Yeah, yep. that you could take them <laughs> into the, the corner and corner. pound them. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I'll go the other direction. I do, th- I, I do think it would be a welcome addition, at least for me, 
if you got to the end of your, uh, you know, if, if your hero was about to die, you know, was being hit their last time, if it triggered your ability, because Ditto. I've had a couple of war attacks where I, for whatever reason, have forgotten to use my queen's ability, and it would have probably impacted the number of stars that I got. What about you, Nat? Yeah, I have to agree with you, Coop. I think that if in a war raid or in a, a farm way, either reason, you can use the hero ability however you like, but if the hero gets down to, you know, a tiny, tiny bit of health left and you haven't used the ability, I think it should be able to um, use the ability for you that to just come out automatically, I think would be really good. Cause I know there's been a couple wars where I'm doing, you know, um, some kind of war attack and I can't pay attention to the 9,000 things that are happening <laughs> in front of my eyes. And I don't know how many times I've missed my King's ability and if I would have hit my king's ability, I know I could have gotten, you know, another star. So, well, well Rancid's Mister Heroes. What do you, what does he think about this? Uh, I have to agree with both of you in saying that. Yeah, it would be nice. There's the times where you know you just you don't see your queen slip into the range of an expo and it just gets slaughtered, and it's oh darn. But I think on the side of oh well, wait a but what about those uh, war disconnects and the you know, all the troops are still wandering around and yeah. then all of a sudden his queen gets the ability for, you know, some saving grace. And even though he disconnected, he still got the star. Well, no, I don't think I want that to happen. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I'm glad that you had the, the chance to put that in there, Rancid. But I, I, I come back to that. That's the one thing that we can, I, I, I like being able to blame myself Maybe I'm a, a sadist or a masochist, whatever one of those are. Maybe you that, are. Yeah, whichever. <laughs> that you know, that was my fault. If if I didn't phase the queen, if I didn't use the king's ability when I should have, that's something that I have the ability to control. I should have done it. I I I'd rather not have that automatic. I'd like to be able to take the blame. When I screw that up now, if I lost loot on on a on a farm raid, yeah, it'd be really nice to have the can't have it thing both automatic, ways, but, again. yeah, you're right, and in super that have it both ways. exactly, exactly, and for that fact, I would say don't make it just, automatic. you're just a purist to the end, aren't you yeah, to a to a certain degree, yes, yeah, yes, I it, would like to see a little bit more of choice in the hero AI. Uh, when you're attacking to see the ability to say, maybe go after defensive buildings as opposed to loot or the town hall. And even when defending, if you could say, yep. okay, what I want you to do is patrol or I want you to stay tight to the town hall. And as the question got brought up because it was, we were watching a war attack and uh, in K2. And even though there's troops banging on the town hall, the, King's radius just isn't quite enough to get him to go over and engage those other troops. And he would have stopped them and stopped them at the star. But no, they just kept going on the town hall and he wandered right by it. Yeah, uh. I, I think the, the one AI change that I would most welcome would be if if something is getting shot in the face, then it <laughs> stop what it's yes. doing and take care of what is shooting it in the face. Oh, my gosh. That and that nice. was that comes a lot to, from the last change to the hero of uh uh AIs the hero AIs and the in this troop AIs they completely ignore anything that is going on around them yeah. <laughs> even if they're getting beat on and i hate it hate it hate it that is the the biggest thing that supercell has changed that i cannot stand let me shoot this builder hut Four tiles away when there's an archer tower shooting at me right in front of yeah, me. And it's not just the archer yeah. tower. It's the, the, the king Anything. is yeah. beating on these hogs. Yep. Yeah. And they will not turn and and attack we, the king. It will never take care of him. Nope. It is awful. Yeah. And that it, it, it it's funny because 
you will watch a king go clear across the map like you haven't seen since the days <laughs> that you were able to, to anchor him in the corner. Because if you've got heels on your hogs, them hogs are going to go all the way from one corner to another, and that king is going to follow them until it's dead. And then he'll finally work his way back to where he's supposed to be patrolling while the wizards are taking out the town hall. Yep. So yep. I think that that's really where the, the screw-up, the disconnect is, is have them troops turn and protect themselves, for crying out loud. So the other thing we wanted to talk about that uh, actually got brought up two weeks ago and we didn't ever make it to the topic was uh, spreading time between multiple accounts. Uh, today in Kent chat, uh, somebody made a spreadsheet and wanted folks to go in and put all their alts. And, and when I got in there, there was room for two alts. And my immediate uh, comment was, we're going to need more columns. <laughs> and uh, so... So I, we probably all approach this differently. Um, for me, right now, I only I only really work on my main account. Uh, I've got one other account that's in a clan, and I've been told by that clan that they don't care whether or not I make my war attacks, which is good, or I'd have been kicked a long time ago. But uh, even when I was trying to manage all of my uh, alts, I think... I really just tried to concentrate on one alt and my main per day. Uh, that's the way I approached it. Rancid, do you have you, you have at least one alt, right? Yeah, I've got uh, one alt, and uh, I haven't touched him. I think since the beginning of August, just because I've been so concentrating on my main going to Town Hall Ten right now and getting the elixir. But once I get my next uh, lab upgrade going, I won't have much to do for pretty much two weeks. So I'm going to start getting back onto him and just kind of keep this one, keep an eye on what's going on in K2 and farm with him every once in a while. But for me, it's, it's almost one or the other to put the time in. How, how do you handle your, your alternate accounts? Um, it really interesting because I have, it's funny that you said that you've got a, uh, a, uh, alt in a clan that said that it doesn't matter whether you attack during war or, or not. Because I've got this alt that uh, has been sitting in LexCorp FE for months inactive. And uh, it's funny, MJ on the Periscope feed apparently says that he accidentally kicked me. I've been telling them to kick that <laughs> account for months because I can't get on it. I just can't pay any focus to that. That being said, the two that I do have, my main as well as ads, who is in Steel of Glory right now, I'm able to switch back and forth on one device. So it's relatively easy for me to kind of keep track of when the shield is expiring on one, um, when I can kind of focus on the other. My focus is 100% on my main. Halligan is, is where everything is at. But I'm kind of having fun with ads. He's uh, a, a little town hall uh, six that is moving on up, but he's only got three builders. So the way that I have been playing him is that I will farm, 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 farm on him. And it usually only takes a couple hours. I don't even have to really boost with, with, with him. I've got the loot start all my builders and I'm good for 24 hours. I don't even have to think about him. So that's kind of what I've been doing with him is, is that I'll do a couple war attacks, get some upgrades going, and then I don't even have to look at him. I don't care if he's attacked. I don't care if he's, uh, looted dry because so what? I'll just build it back up. I don't know if that'll change as the town hall levels increase, but that's the way that I've been playing it. So, Natalia, I know you've got at least one and maybe a couple. Uh, how do you handle your alternate accounts? So, I focus mainly on my main account. Uh, the only other account that I really pay any attention to is my alt of the same name, which is a Town Hall 8, I believe. And <laughs> You don't really, really know. <laughs> no, on my... on Yeah, I don't really know because I don't pay attention to that account very often. But the only time I'm on my alt is basically to be social. 
pop into whatever that clan is, talk for a couple minutes. I don't farm on that account hardly ever because I'm just, I'm more focused on my main. My all is just to kind of, if I need a placeholder, um, if I need to go visit a family clan for some reason and I can't take my main out of the clan that I'm in, then, you know, I can move my alt to kind of wherever I need to move it to for whatever I need to do. But playing-wise, I pay way more attention to my main than I do my alt. I probably hop onto my alt once or twice a day to just kind of check in and yeah. see what's going on. Yeah, me too. I mean, that's my alt. Red at a stepchild for sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So we did get some questions uh, this week. And the first one comes from Adam Abair, whose question is, do we have thoughts on a fourth resource, maybe electricity? Love uh, it. <laughs> well, so what would you do with it? You would arm the Teslas. You could arm the... I like the fact that maybe you could arm the um, shields for the loot. Your I think walls. that would be kind of cool. Electrify your walls and make it a little yeah, harder to sure. break in. And yeah. that goes into, it, I, I think, uh, Scotty on the OG podcast when they were talking about what, what would you see at Town Hall 11 with Teslas on each corner of the walls? Maybe that's where you'd use your electricity is recharge your, your walls. That'd be cool. Yeah. I think it that, would be cool. That would have to be uh, carefully thought out because if you put Teslas on every corner, think about what a lot some of folks would do with uh, base design. But mm-hmm. if it was based on just a limited resource available, that or you know, like you had, like the expos or the ITs, they run out of dark elixir and, and elixir, right? Yeah. Or you only have four Teslas to put on walls. So there are four Teslas that will charge one line of wall. Where are you going to place that Tesla? Mm-hmm. Okay. You kind of have to. I'm always for more Teslas. That's that's my game. <laughs> I love a good Tesla. I, I love Rand's my Max Teslas. Rand's got a button Teslas. on his shirt. More Me Teslas. Too. I'm I love my more Max Teslas. Teslas, but uh, getting them to Max is... That was uh, a pain. No fun at all. No. Very expensive and took a super long time. Yep. Uh, Jake from Connecticut, who's in K2, is, asks, is State it farm? worth it? Kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> Went, went over about as well as your normal jokes. I know. <laughs> Super. He asks, uh, is the fifth builder worth it? And uh, we can also answer this question. Uh, what, when did we finish the Goblin maps? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, the fifth builder is totally worth it, especially when you're at Town Hall 9. Uh, starting out at Town Hall 9 or just going to Town Hall 10, at least I think it's worth it. And I didn't finish the Goblin maps until Town Hall 10. I didn't care about it. Uh, Halligan, what about you? Um, I I loved the fifth builder, and it's one that Rancid was trying for the longest time. I think I was Town Hall seven. And he's like, "You got to get that fifth builder. You got to get that fifth builder." And it's, I mean, it's, I think it's twenty bucks re- in real life. Twenty bucks. I didn't. Yeah, yeah I didn't want to spend that kind of money. Towards the tail end, or maybe it was when I started Town Hall 9 is when I bought it, and I don't know how I lived without it. It is an amazing resource that you can tap into to speed your progress through the game. So in hindsight, I probably would have used it mid-Town Hall 8, but I got it at Town Hall 9. As far as the Goblin map... I was able to get that done at Town Hall 8, um, and I, I honestly struggled with the last couple, but it was one of those things, kind of like where I wanted to get to Champs League while I was at Town Hall 9. I wanted to finish the Goblins map while I was Town Hall 8. What about you, Rancid? Uh, for me, I bought the last builder for my main uh, maybe about halfway through Town Hall 8, before I went to Town Hall 9, and it really sped the end up and really sped up Town Hall 9. I was done in about three months with that fifth builder. Now, Hal, you touched on a point that you waited, and it wasn't until Town Hall 9 that you realized the benefit. Through that time, I remember 
you would occasionally gem a building done mm-hmm. a day or two. Will you pay 120 for a day or 200 for a day? If you put that towards the builder, you're going to save it in the long run. Starting my my mini, I was determined not to spend any money on it. And I did the math. And if you do all of the two-star achievements um, and put 30 bucks into the account, you can have all five builders. Interesting. And, you know, it's funny that you say that because I'm at the point with ads where I think about, okay, I'm in this war. I'm going, I want to gem this building so that it's ready for war. I want to gem this troop for its, so it's ready for war. That when you do the cost benefit analysis, that yeah, maybe not gemming that building is, would pay for that builder and it evens out in the end because that builder would have something done for you. So good point, right? Long term, it, it does pay off. And as far as the goblin maps, I cleaned those things out at Town Hall 7, but didn't actually finish them until I was Town Hall 9. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you, you beat them? Oh, no, you just took all their loot. Sounds yeah. like rancid. <laughs> Goblins rule, man. <laughs> Natalia, what about you? So I, I don't, I'm torn on this because being, I would say as the game is now, a fifth builder is definitely worth it because of the heroes. That would be my one stipulation. If there wasn't a queen at Town Hall 9, I would say I don't think you need it. Because honestly, there's so much more research to do than there are buildings to upgrade. And the time difference is so giant. I think you could get it done easily with four builders. Yeah, and and the way people approach upgrading their base now. I mean, whenever I was yeah. starting to play, it was just a, it was a, you know a sprint to yeah. get as many defenses as you can as fast as you can, and I don't think people play that way anymore. No, I, it's it's not a race anymore. It's I'm going to stay at Town Hall Nine till all my walls are done, and by that time, do you really need a fifth builder? How long have you not been building? buildings it was because four you're and a half still months doing research me. yeah i mean <laughs> four and a half months you could have finished with three builders for crying out loud you know so i don't know if it's necessarily worth it i would say the only reason to get it is for a hero just keep a builder on a hero that's where i would have had um a lot more or a lot less idle time is if i hadn't gem my hero time yeah. Just kind yeah. of turn it around in a couple of days or yeah. you know, I mean, and that's, one gem later. Yeah, that's my – if it weren't for the queen, I would say you just don't need it. And even then, I'm not quite sure you need it. Okay. So um, we got some more questions. One from uh, Griffin, who I think just may have joined or getting ready to join. Well, by the time this is out, he'll be in, the, in one of the clans. Wants to know: uh, Is it possible to advance in Clash of Clans without buying gems? That's his first question. And then part two is: What's our favorite current TV show? And he says, "Thanks for a great podcast." So, uh, advancing in Clash of Clans without buying gems and your favorite TV show, Nat. Yes, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, it is definitely possible to advance to that gems. I know quite a few people who are doing it and are doing it really well. I am not one of those people. I don't buy thousands of dollars in gems, but I buy the odd you know, $5 pack of gems here and there to help out. And it's not to, I don't generally gem troops done. Uh, I don't generally gem buildings done or heroes done. It's mainly to boost I think that's the best way to spend the gems, honestly, yeah. is, the, is the boosts. And my favorite current TV show, even though I have absolutely no idea what's happening on it, I'm so lost, is Mr. Robot. <laughs> oh, I well, heard some great things I about that love show. love Mr. Robot. I'm going to have to start that from the very beginning. I have not. I'm on the fifth episode, and I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> not well, I think a clue. I'm I think so there lost. is only five five or six episodes no there's nine there's the oh, season wow. the season finale is the ninth episode and i think it comes out this week it was supposed to come out last week but 
because of the, uh, yeah, because of it the, got canceled. Uh, it got was... pushed because of the um, shooting of the reporters. There was a, I guess, a similar uh, theme in the episode, and they didn't want to release it that night. Right. Oh, yep. interesting. I have hmm? heard nothing but just raving comments about that. I think I've I've mentioned on previous podcasts and how I got into this game about the Twit Network mm-hmm. and the, the I mean all the geeks on that network just rave about Mr. Robot. So I have no idea about it. I'm glad that you brought that up as your favorite show and that gives me one more reason that I got to watch it. Yep, good show. So Hal, uh what do you think about being able to advance without buying gems? Oh, I'd hate to do it. Yeah, I guess my question would be, why would you want to? Exactly. (laughs) If you got the money for recreation, spend it. However, that being said, I don't, I'm with Rancid. I don't want to spend gems on my second account. And he's come along pretty darn good. I may end up throwing in a, a, a saw buck on him just so that I've got the, the receipt in case I lose the account. I know that it, it for Supercell to get yep. the information back, you've got to have some kind of paid receipt on it. So I may drop some gems just to have that on him. But beyond that, I don't want to. I, I really don't want to spend any money on the second account. If I'm going to pay money, it's going to be on Halligan. The side on that is that you've got a in in Kent, Maine, Yamo accidentally, quote unquote, spent money on gems one time in his Clash career. He is now a, uh, and he started a little bit before me and was able to max out Town Hall 8, has just gone to Town Hall 9 without spending anything more than that, quote unquote, accidental gem purchase because he knows that his wife would kick his butt if he did yep. it again. So <laughs> so it's possible. It is absolutely possible, and that's one of the nice things about this game. It just takes longer. That's really what I, I, you get paid for working per hour. Well, now you pay a game to play per hour, per day, whatever. So it's it just evens out in the in the long run. And your favorite show? Oh, I don't watch too much TV. I I read and I listen to stuff. But when I was watching TV, and I don't even know if it's still on. You're a hipster. Is, is, yeah, I'm kind of a hipster. But uh, the Big Bang Theory. Love Solid. me some Big Bang Theory. That's the one show that I would, I would turn on all the time. And uh, just laugh and laugh and laugh. My wife... Uh, called me Sheldon for the longest time. So what about you, Rancid? Um, I am, as Jezza says, I am going to own it. I am a gemaholic. (laughs) 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 I enjoy playing the game. And so I'll pay a couple of bucks a day to boost my barracks. That's where I think is the best investment is. And I boost my hero time because I enjoy playing with them and to have them down for a week is it's, I might as well just park my account because I'm not really going to play as heavy or, or anything like that. I'm not going to, um, you know, just have an objective or have a method to that objective at least. Right. As far as, uh, can you, I think you can progress in the game. It just, depending on how fast you want to go and what you want to do. And, um, it, it supercell has made it possible think in their their development of the game they've made it so that the the five-year-old kid that plays now uh doesn't have to spend any money and they can still have a decent little place to play on um if you want and can afford it and that would be the thing that i stress is that can you afford to spend the money because it can get a little addicting and it it can the spending can get out of control pretty easily it's an entertainment budget. That's the way that I look at it is, is that mm-hmm. my, my wife likes to spend money renting, uh, videos to watch TV. I like to spend money to boost. Yep. And what, what about your favorite show? Uh, my favorite show 
I think right now of all time is Arrested Development, but recently I got into uh, It's Always Sunny in, in Philadelphia. I've, I'm into season 10 and that show just rocks. It's just funnier than anything I've seen for a while. Yeah. And so I've already said, I, I, Jim, I mean, I've always got some gems. Most of the time I try to keep at least a thousand in reserve so that I can, uh, Jim, uh, a hero done if I have to. Uh, and I love the walking dead and I'm really enjoying fear of the walking dead. And I've been love a Seinfeld fan fear of the walking dead. I've heard mixed reviews on that one though. Well, whoever told you it was good is obviously smart, and whoever told you it's not good is obviously stupid. Awesome. <laughs> it's a slow burn, uh, but it's good, I think. Um, we got another question, and it's from Elf Lord. And he wants to know, when we're looking at our war record, do we count ties as wins? Uh, Natalia, I know that you have an opinion on this. No, ties or losses. If yeah. you don't get the win bonus, totally ties agree. or losses. Totally agree. Tying is like, yeah, just, I mean, maybe a half a step above losing, but definitely not winning. Yeah, it's, no. You know, I've, I've, I'm a hockey fan. I fully own that back in the day, five, six, who knows how, how many years ago, ties were recognized as a, a, a tie. It was it, it was awful, and the way that uh, I want to say Eddie Olchek, who's a commentator for the Blackhawks, would would say eh, it's kind of like kissing your sister. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing good about it. It's just oh yeah, so you got a kiss. It was your sister. So yeah, I'm I'm fully agreeing that there's, there's nothing good about a tie. And what about you, Rancid? Well, back in my day, uh, you got ribbons for actually earning stuff and not just everybody gets one for coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do have to say that in a growing clan, that if you can come from behind and get yourself a tie to, you know, pull your socks up, I think that's a big moral win. Hmm. It's funny that you say that because, uh, I can see that with, I, my, uh, I've I've got Halley in my main in uh, Noble Hero right now, and they're there's they're going through a rebuilding process, and yep. I can see a tie being a good morale booster in that clan in particular. So yeah, oh for really sure. Interesting I don't way. think it's yeah. I don't think it's something that's um should be taken as like oh we completely suck. But is it a win? No, it's, no, it's, it's not. not a point. Right. right, you don't get a point now. It, it back when going back to hockey, hell, wins or ties weren't awarded a point when I was a kid. Correct. It it was you got a tie. It it basically just decreased your ability to have a point in the win column. Yeah, nowadays you you get one point and blah 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 blah. So yeah, they're getting closer to that. You got a ribbon for participating. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like the, the, there is no impact on it all besides morale if you're up and coming. All right. And our last question comes from Fox, who, uh, she was a guest host here not too long ago. Uh, love, love Fox. She's in, uh, Kent Farmhouse 2.0 right now. STG, Noble know. Hero, and my class wife. She's every got an account clan. in every clan right now. <laughs> Because yeah, I know I she's give, in Noble Hero right now. I gotta give a huge shout out to Fox real quick though, because he is kind of the behind the scenes coordinator. She's in every clan. She swear to God, she knows every stat. If you ask her about single member in one clan, she can pull up when they came, what their five alts are. What she is the third eye. They've been in recently. She is amazing. I mean, she's incredible. So yeah. thank you so much, Fox, for everything you do. Yeah, and she really reward, is. And your reward for doing all of that is we're going to answer this question. And that is, yes. were you always gamers? And what board game, card game, pen and paper game did we grow up on? And what do we play now? And I assume she means besides Clash Clans. Um, I, I was... 
not really a gamer, I don't think. I when I was in grade school, I played a lot of eight uh, bit Nintendo. Uh, when I was in or whenever it came out, which would have been right around when I graduated high school, started college, I played a game called Magic the Gathering, and I've just recently started playing it again. Uh, uh, Rancid, what what what's your gaming history? Um, when I was six years old, my grandfather taught me how to play cribbage and we played a lot of Yahtzee and stuff like that. A lot of numbers games to teach us to count as kids. Um, we played, you know, Monopoly and some of those other board games on rainy days up North. Uh, I had an Atari 5200, I think in 1982 or 83, maybe it was whenever they came out and played that until it was broken and kind of lost track of gaming itself and, you know, played board games. I was playing D&D with friends at the time, and it wasn't until uh, Doom in, I think, 1996 or 95 when that came out that I really got back into playing computer games and kind of online gaming. And Halligan, what about you? Um, I, <laughs> I've i got the typical history where I... I want to say when I was my son's age, say around 10 years old, uh, Santa brought us the original NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System. So I started playing on that and played as, as much as I possibly could. Uh, and mm, yeah, Mario, Kid Icarus, Kid Icarus, whatever you want to call it. And then kind of stopped. Once I got to high school, games were were not a, a, a high priority. Even in college, none of that mattered. Once I get a got car out of college, yeah, exactly. I got a car. There's girls. Look at them. Them them them. Some girls out there. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't uh, pay much attention to it until after I realized that none of them girls wanted to have anything to do with me, and. I got back into games. One of the, the I got a PS2. I want to say once uh, once I was on my own and played uh, some of those games. But Coop, I, like you, Magic: The Gathering was one of the things that I kind of fell into. And this is this this was after uh, high school, after college for me. But I I loved that game and i've probably got stacks of cards uh somewhere where i'm gonna have to pull them out like you have to to play with your kids um but beyond that it's it was uh, i i think i mentioned on saturday Night hive that there was one game that really drew me in called uh the legends of terrace which was a one of the very very first multi-user dimension games they called it a mud at that time before mmog was uh, uh, big because there, there wasn't massive games it was just multi-user games so uh, that was a text-based game that i still have contact with a lot of people that played this uh, uh role-playing text-based adventure game so that's it in a nutshell. And Natalia? So I, the only thing I played was uh, Hangman. <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, it's a pen and pencil game. Uh, yeah. Tic-tac-toe. And there was, a, there was that, oh, God, I think it was House, where you spelled out, like, House at the top, and then you listed all the things, and you counted numbers. I can't remember what it was called. And you picked if you lived in a mansion. The girls will know what I'm talking about, and who you ended say, up married none to. Of, all of us are just shaking. And how your many head. kids you had. Um. The anyway, the girls know what I'm talking about. But other than that, I really didn't game growing up. That was it. Okay. You Does brought up one. Make any one, sense to you? Mash. Ma- yes, that- mash. That's mash. it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Thank you to thank you to MJ on on Periscope yeah. for coming up with that one. Yeah, I played mash a lot, <laughs> and I was gonna marry. Uh, I can't remember who I was. It was one week it was Justin Timberlake. The next week it was. I mean, 
There were many. Um, it was George Clooney at some point. There were lots. Leonardo DiCaprio was on the list on occasion. I'm giving away my age. I realize that, but yes, there were 29. Uh, yeah, apparently, 29. apparently, yeah, you're 29 too. No, yeah. she's way younger than 29. Yeah, she can. She doesn't have she to can, say that yet. Yeah, she can pull the I'm 18 card out. I am. I'm only a year younger than 20. Hal, you reminded me of a Christmas gift that has nothing to do with gaming, but it, one year, for some reason, I asked for 100 magnets, and my mom pulled it off. Oh. All kinds of different ma- – bar magnets, U magnets, little round magnets. It, unbelievable. Just How was the uh, 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 electronic signals in your household after that? I, that, I think, was about two years before we actually got a personal computer. So, Hal oh, or okay. Nat, so I'm dating safe. myself even more. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, and I, I want to make sure that uh, I mention that MJ on Periscope says that his sister made him play that game. It wasn't his choice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Nat, you got a joke this week? I do. Uh, my one joke is, oh, where did it go? It disappeared. Hold on. Oh, I found it. Okay. The joke is, why did the barbarian hate the villager? Anybody? No clue. Because she gave him the clap. <laughs> oh, oh my Lord. God. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I kind of like that one. Uh, it got a reaction, that's for sure. <laughs> yep. You're welcome. <laughs> Rancid, is there anybody you want to shout out this week? I'm going to shout out Jezza because uh, he missed his war attack and he put up the best apology for uh, any member could to make sure that we all knew that he was so shameful and sorry. So thanks for putting that up on Twitter, bud. It was so sweet. <laughs> and what about you, Matt? My shout out this week goes to, I'm going to butcher this name and they know I'm going to butcher the clan name. They've already been pre-warned. <laughs> I think it's, Sounded out something like Shahana or Shijana. I don't know. It's spelled S-J-A-N-A. And uh, I want to give a shout out to the whole clan. I went and visited them. Very cool people. The way I found out about them is actually from uh, a member of theirs called Nukem, who listens to the podcast. Super cool guy. Came over to steal the glory to say hi, and I kind of wasn't on at the time. So, but I did see, I think Halligan, you screenshotted some of the conversation. So I was able to kind of see what he said. And uh, so I went over to visit them. They were all very, very nice. They have 162 war wins. So they're, and I wow. kind of gazed over their war log while I was there, and it was pretty impressive. The leader is, I'm not even going to try and say it. It's spelled S-J-I-F. Super nice guy. I want to say thanks for letting me in and being so welcoming. And uh, they have the whole clan family is six clans wide. So pretty amazing. So shout out to them this week. That was very cool to be able to go visit them. And my shout out uh, is going to go out to Soaz for very nearly giving it to T.S. right in the keister. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Halligan? Um, this is one of those moments where real life and gaming life intersects. Uh, we're recording this on September 1st, and there was an incident this morning about five minutes away from my house where a police officer was shot and killed. And I've been dealing with helicopters over my house and... Um, some, some crazy, crazy stuff today. So I know on Twitter, I put a couple things out there that are unusual for me. Now, Halligan is a name that I use in, in, in the game. It's not too different from who I am, uh, in real life, but it is a separation. And this, shout out goes to someone who kind of breaks that separation. Um, Lieutenant on the Fox Lake police department, uh, known by known throughout the community as GI Joe, uh, Joe Glinowitz was shot and killed this morning 
and I want to shout out his family. He had uh, four sons and was <laughs> was supposed to retire last month and was convinced to stick around for a couple more weeks so that uh, uh, for staffing reasons. And uh, he is no longer with us. And I want to give his uh, family my best and the best from the, the the gaming community. So, like I said, this is one of those those rare instances where where gaming life and real life crosses paths. And as a uh, a fireman who who crossed paths with GI Joe a few times, it's uh, it's a sad day. It really is. We all certainly echo those sentiments. That's Absolutely, ne- ne- never, never right when something like that happens. No, and it's getting too too frequent. Yeah. So anyway, that's our show. We hope you enjoyed listening. For Natalia Halligan and Rancid Meat, Mark Cooper, Katie, and this Clash file is closed. Visit us at www.theclashfiles.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Clash Files. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher Radio, or subscribe to the RSS feed on our website. If you have questions or comments, please tweet us or email us at hosts at theclashfiles.com. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. The Clash Files is Natalia, R. Cooper, Katie, Rancid Meat, and Halligan. The show is edited and produced by Rancid Meat. Our musical director is Jezza. Jamie does all our graphic design. See you next week. And Rancid too. It's the Clash Files. It's an epic win. It's the Clash Files. They give a piece of shot again. and okay talk <laughs> oh god it's, it's hey. my one opportunity i was gonna say when we signed up for a podcast with coop that's what we get
Oh, Clash Husband, you're killing me. Boom, baby, boom. I am the What's midnight a- bomber, which bombs at midnight. <laughs> <laughs>